This is Fanspeak, a weekly live show where the fans of comics and its community are our guests. Welcome to the show, everybody. We got a great one for you today. My name is Chester C. Busby III, and first thing we want to talk about today is the art contest that we're going to be having coming up. And we've been teasing about this here for about a week, uh, but we're going to lay it out to you what we're going to do today. Uh, and Denali's going to help me with that. Uh, so Denali, uh, we're going to do an art contest, and uh, what 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 is the big prize for it, man? Why don't you tell everybody? So the winner of the contest after a month we will actually pay to advertise that on Alterna Comics uh, for the December releases for them. We're going to pay for a full page in the comic book lines for them. Yes. Yeah, so what, what we're going to do is we're going to have the contest for you all to create a Fanspeak logo and a mascot for fans, uh, fans speak. And what we're going to do is we're going to take that logo and we're going to put it as a full page ad in Alterna Comics. So the winner of the contest will actually be have their art in a comic book. Uh, how cool is that? Uh, we think that's a great idea and we hope everyone gets excited about it and shares it out. Uh, in order for that to happen, in order to have more people in here to talk about this, I want you all to uh, do me a favor. Uh, make sure that you uh, click that like button uh, I want you all to subscribe, please. And uh, we also need you to share it out. Go down to that share button and share it out and tell everyone what's going on. And of course, very shortly here in a moment, we're going to start speaking to our guest, who is an absolute legend in the industry, Mr. Art T. Bear. And we are extremely excited to have him here. Uh, we're going to get that to, uh, to that in one moment. So as far as the fan, co uh, the, the, uh, fan art contest goes, just make sure you go down and subscribe to the, the Facebook page on, uh, for Fan Speak and uh, submit your art. Now, Denali's going to set up a specific link for it, but you can put it anywhere you want, and we'll organize that. Uh, so, you know, get your art ready. Tell everyone who can uh, who is an artist, and we'll have a, a vote for it here at the end of the month. Uh, I think we're going to go either two to four weeks. We're not we're not sure exactly yet, but uh, maybe it'd be fun to have a final on the uh, Halloween or something. But uh, please get involved in that, and we want you to get involved in everything else as well. Uh, speaking of art, uh, go ahead, and uh, I'm going to show you something here. We've been asking you guys to put your art in. And uh, we have a couple of submissions. So let's take a look at them. Now. <clears throat> are, we, are we looking at the other way? Yeah, we are. We have them coming up here. Uh, and here we have one. And this is uh, a raven. I am sorry, Pope. Uh, from <laughs> Joseph Tran. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a nice looking piece right there. I like it. He's got, he's got some skills going on. I was wondering how was that a trans raven for a minute. <laughs> Booster. They're this all going to be ravens. Show. I promise you, it's all going to be ravens. Knock it off there. All right, it'll be nice. Be nice. All right. Uh, I like it actually. It's a nice piece. And then we have another uh, one sent in from Bethany, uh, uh, and she's on many of the streams. I've spoken to her as well. She's a really nice lady, and uh, she's trying to work her out. And I thought this was interesting because she took a picture of Rogue. And she has blocked it out, and uh, she's trying to work it out in quadrants here. I've never seen anyone do that, but maybe that's a standard technique I don't know about. We'll have to ask Mr. Tiber about that later. 
but there's a couple of pieces of art that have been submitted. So, you know, guys, submit your uh, art. We'll show it on uh, on the Fanspeak here. But also, you know, think about what is the image of Fanspeak? What do we want the logo to be? We're not giving you any parameters at all, everybody. Uh, just put forward what you think Fanspeak should look like, and we'll have I mean, a vote for it. I think I know, it's the gold would be like. very good. <laughs> of course you think Boaster Gold would be very good. Yeah. yeah. All right. I thought it was Kinsey. <laughs> no, no, I think I think we know who the real mascot is. And, All right. And if you uh, send it over Twitter, make sure to hashtag it. Uh, do the hashtag of Fanspeak Art Contest, so we can find it easily as well. Okay. All right. Yes. Thank you very much. All right. Let's move on and uh, introduce all the guests we have in here today. Uh, first, we're going to start off with, uh, uh, as we've already been speaking to him, Denali. Go ahead and say hi to everybody, man. Hey, gang. Hey, everybody. Let's talk some comics. All right. We have Booster. Hey, lads. How we doing? All right. Uh, we have, uh, of course, uh, Pixel Trader. Hey, hey. Nice to see everyone tonight. We have uh, Pope Fire. How you doing, Pope? Greetings. Okay. Uh, of course, the mighty wrench of Ethan Van Skyver is here. Mr. Thundaro, hello, sir. Hello, hello. All right. And uh, we have a couple of uh, special guests as well, and I'll get to our chairman in a moment. Uh, of course, we have Mr. Artie Bear. Hello, let's talk some comics. Absolutely, sir. And would you please introduce your guest that you brought with us today? Okay, uh, this is my co-writer on Black and White, uh, amazingly talented. She's, uh, she's not just a writer, but she's an artist as well, um, is Taylor Grosso. And for the last five years, um, she has assisted me on most of uh, our DC projects. So uh, this is Taylor, and tell, tell them some of the projects that you've worked on with, with me, Taylor. Uh, thanks, Art. Hi, guys. Uh, we've worked on everything from, uh, I think I started off on Hawkman with you. New 52 uh, Hawkman? New 52, oh, wow. and then, yeah, and then we went uh, through Batman all the way to uh, Super Sons. It's been a while. Well, I think you got thrown in the deep end on uh, Teen Titans, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah. So she's oh, been yeah. with me for five years. So the, the, for the last five years, all the DC stuff that I've, I've been associated with, Taylor's pretty much uh, assisted me on the backgrounds. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So uh, a protege, maybe? A protege, and um, we also write together. So we've been creating um, properties together. And um, so our newest one is Black and White that we're going through Indiegogo on. Awesome. Yes, and we will. We are our moderators are down there, and they're putting that link up, everybody. So if you want to go check out uh, uh, Mr. Tiber's uh, uh, Indiegogo, Black and White, please do so. Uh, how's that going, by the way? Oh, it's going great. We just um, today, as a matter of fact, um, hit a major stretch goal of 22 grand. So uh, we just released the stick it to the bots sticker as the stretch goal. So what that <laughs> is, is um, Tanner and I, we, we, we put a, a Kickstarter together last year. It was for an, uh, my art book. That's and right. So, so one of the, ca the character on the cover of the art book is white from black and white. So we thought it would be cool as a stretch goal there to do a stick it to the bots um, sticker. And so we never got that far with it. So we thought we would try to do a sticker again for this one. So we're really, really happy that we were able to get to that point. So A sticker two campaigns in the making. 
Yeah, me. and I, we just right. we just thought it was funny because it's you know it's a sticker and it's called "Stick It to the Bots." Get it? I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. All yeah. Right. All right. Well, thank you very. Uh, thank both of you for being here. It's uh, it's really great to have you. Uh, well, of course. Well, let, uh, let me last... back up for just a minute. I just want to sure. thank everybody. Um, I didn't get a chance. Thank everybody for supporting, and thanks to you guys, all you guys too, because I see your names a lot in the chats and stuff like that. So thank you guys for uh, supporting Black and White and Taylor and I. Oh no problem. We're happy. You guys to do are so. the We're... best. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, I've oh, been enjoying the uh, hacks. Uh, chats that you've been doing and actually the portfolio we've been i've been learning a lot oh yeah with your inputs and everything so that's pretty pretty amazing right there yeah oh, they are yeah well that's why we're doing it thank you guys hmm. excellent all right well uh we have one more person here uh sitting up here and we of course we cannot forget to introduce our chairman uh mr dewolf how are you doing today sir i'm doing well thank you so much um chester and fans and to our um, our, the rest of the panel, and our to our illustrious guests. Illustrious, yes. Oh. Sort of. We'll plan words. Thank you. <laughs> hey, and if I knew there was going to be another one introduced, I wouldn't have talked that long. So I, I apologize. Nice. Oh, that's all right. No okay. problem. Well, really, the time has come for a little soul searching as we tackle a subject that concerns us all. Uh oh. Years ago, some people looked down their noses at those who created or read comic books. Comic books were thought of in the same light as we think of fast food today. Um, they, they were perceived as light entertainment with no real nourishment. Even today, I'll occasionally hear someone give comics a bad rap, usually someone who hasn't read them in years. Well, in case you encounter the same type of, of comments, here's a little something you can run past your critic. What are comics? Their stories, told in words and pictures, are some not as well written as others? Well, perhaps. There's also novels, plays, movies, which aren't as well written as others. But are some comic books written with great skill and integrity? Of course. Are some beautifully illustrated? Just one moment. Just take a look. Are they worthwhile? Bet on it. Since when has the written word coupled with illustrations not been worthwhile? Now, here's the clincher. Let's say that Michelangelo and Shakespeare were alive today and collaborate on a comic book. People would fight for a copy, right? Obviously, there's nothing wrong with telling a story using script and illustrations. Just as with any other art form, everything depends on doing it well. But that is what Stan Lee was saying in September of 1989. What are the fans saying? Welcome to Fanspeak. All right. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. That is uh, uh, very inspiring. And uh, we all love comic books here. And we hope the whole world does as well. Uh, well, uh, we have our guest on here. Uh, and so we're going to jump right into that. We'll get to the news and our, uh, our other marketing topic a little bit later. But uh, we want to get right in here and talk to them. So, uh, Mr. Tiber. Yes. Uh, we are very happy to have you here today, and uh, I just wanted to show everyone something uh, before we start talking to you. Uh, <clears throat> now, like I mentioned uh, to you uh, before I think we came on, uh, I actually uh, have some of your comic books, and I think many of us actually do. 
Hmm. And uh, I have uh, something here that I want to show the chat. Now, guys, take a look at this. Oh, man, it's going to hurt. I know it's going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, it's not going to hurt at all. Now, take a look at this, guys. This is a list of books that Mr. Tuber has done. Now, look at this. I'm just going to scroll on. <laughs> now, like I mentioned to you, this one down here a little bit, uh, Inhumanoids, I actually own that one, and I bought it at the time. Uh, guys, just take a look at this. I'm going slow now. Okay. Let's go a little bit faster. Checkmate. I have a bunch of those. Batman, uh, Superman. Ones. Yeah, let's go a little bit faster. How long is this going to go on for? Look at this. <laughs> Look at we're, this. We're in the early 90s now. Yeah. Look at this, guys. Look at this nonsense. You can't even see it. It's just ridiculous. How many things have you made, sir? I, I have a question. And each person here is going to ask you a question. My question is this. What have you not drawn, sir? I, I don't have a really – there's there's a couple uh, titles that I would love to work on and that I haven't yet. And I do not have a good run on Hulk for Marvel, and I do not have a good run on the Avengers for Marvel. So those would be like two icons at Marvel that I would love to do. And then over at DC, I do not have a Justice League run, and um, I do not have a Wonder Woman run. So I've done like issues here and there. But nothing like really significant. So those would be the the two from each company that I would love to you know do or work on. So you measure in runs, not single issues. Wonderful. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, look at that. I mean, if I didn't, <laughs> it's still going, guys. I, it's still going. I mean, look at it. Uh, this is an impressive body of work. I mean, it's uh, and of course the recent stuff you were doing over there uh, with the uh, Super Sons is really great. Love that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we did yeah. the first. Well, we, we ended the um, the ongoing run, and so then we did the first three issues of uh, Super Sons. What was the title, Taylor? It had the Adventures of Super Sons. Adventures of Super Sons. That's it. Thank you. That was we're a good one. We're still going. We're still yeah, going. We are still <laughs> going. Yes, we are. Still well, you know what? Going. Thanks to you guys and 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 all the readers out there. There it is. I, since I since I started in '84, I really started kind of in '84. So it says '86, but my professional career being paid in comics was in '84. Um, I haven't stopped. I've worked every month since I started in this business, and I, that's not even hyperbole. I'm I've worked every month since I started 30 plus years ago. I've been very very fortunate, and people like yourselves have supported me over that time. And that's the only reason I'm still here is because of the support and that I just don't know how to stop, I guess. <laughs> well, we're happy you don't. You, you have a uh, really amazing uh, artistic style. I've always enjoyed it. And I know uh, everyone else here does it well. And I don't want to hog up all the time. So we've got to have all the guests here ask you a question, if you don't mind. Uh, let's go ahead and let's start with uh, Booster. Are you ready, Booster? You got a question I'm, for Art I'm Bear? ready. Well, I had notes, but I just got squirts written over and over again. So, um, <laughs> I... oh my God, is that a harken back to the taco stuff? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, hey, you know what? That wasn't even hyperbole. That actually does happen. It, that, that, it does. Yeah. That food. I, I don't know. I think it's the sauce or something, man. It just goes right through me, and it's yeah. not pretty. I guess I'll give you a more generalized question then. Uh, so when did you notice things getting so crazy and what made you want to come over to Comicscape? 
Ah, uh, that is that is the loaded question, right? Um, yeah. I think I think it's it's a trick, uh, it's a trick question. I work for DC. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> yeah. No. Do you work for DC? Booster. <laughs> no. Is that your real name? Oh shit. <laughs> I oh, swear you jar. I caught oh, that. You no. Swear bucks. jar. <laughs> right, sorry, oh, go ahead, Mr. Oh, T -Bear. Go ahead. Wait a minute. Your swear jar is twenty dollars. Yes, oh, it is. Gosh. I'll make sure I, I keep it civil. Uh, I heard a coin. That's not twenty dollars. <laughs> That's pixel. He's helping us out. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Oh gosh. Okay. I got to remember the question. The question is why? Why did I come and why did I leave? Okay. So, um, I think what it was is just, um, just being on social media and just having to bite my tongue and not say how I feel or how I think. And not that I'm overly political or that I have, you know, a bunch of radical ideas or anything like that. But I just noticed that it seemed like if I said something simple, and I'm not saying I did vote for Donald Trump, but if I said something simple, like I voted for Donald Trump, um, I would be crucified by my peers. Well, and we saw Mitch Breitweiser that you could say something as benign as uh, let's give Donald Trump a chance and you can get absolutely crucified. Right. Well, I'll just, I'll just, um, here's my story. And it, this is mm -hmm. nothing compared to that. But after the elections, um, I mentioned just on a, on a Twitter, it was a joke. It was just a joke. I thought it was hilarious. If, if you went to a comedy club and it was a different time, Everybody, this was a well-crafted joke as far as I'm concerned. You would have laughed your butt off. But I wrote, like, um, the, the, the funniest part or the most interesting part about Trump winning the elections, um, or the, I think I said the funniest part about Trump winning the election, was to watch all the precious snowflakes melt. And so <laughs> I wrote that. I, I put that out there. And I thought it was obviously a joke, right? I mean, you guys laughed. It's, mm -hmm. it's an obvious joke. And so... Oh my gosh, the, the, I had friends, friends that I've known for 25 years say, that's insensitive. You know, how dare you refer to them as precious snowflakes? And, and so then I just started thinking, like, what kind of thin skin exists out there? You know, like, these are friends I've had for 25 years that are saying, how dare I say that? And then I start thinking, do they see themselves as precious snowflakes? When when did this happen? You know what I mean? Like when did people identify with being a precious snowflake? And so I mean they had I, it sounds like they have no self-awareness. <laughs> right. Like that's like calling somebody like a guy a wimp or something like that. I mean, it's just not, you know, like I wouldn't identify <laughs> with that. I wouldn't go, yeah, I'm a wimp. You know, how dare you call me a wimp? As a wimp you know? I'm very offended by that. <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> It just was kind of weird to me. So that was my early, or my early warning uh, call there. And so then um, uh, Taylor and I listened to a lot of podcasts and stuff like that. And so we started listening to um, like Zach. And at first we were just really entertained. And then it started becoming like, you know, I started connecting some dots with the way my world was, you know, the way comics were and the people I knew in the industry and things like that. And so I started thinking, well, yeah, maybe some of these things are true. Not that I agree with everything that Zach says and stuff like that, but there was enough there. And so I just thought, like, it's a great platform. There's obviously amazing fan base. You guys are proving it right here. Um, so I thought, 
Taylor and I had been playing with some creator-owned ideas, not just black and white, but some others. And we had already been gearing up to do black and white as a Kickstarter since we have two other books that we've done on Kickstarter. So then um, Mike, Mike Miller's a friend and um, Ethan Von Skyver's a friend. And so they just said, hey, why don't you try coming over here? So, you know, one thing led to another. And so that's why we eventually came over here. And I really do... Um, honestly, it's, it sounds like I'm brown nosing, but I like the fan base. You guys, you guys not only talk the talk, but you walk the walk. Like you don't just talk about it or say, you know, this, you know, this comic's okay. Or this, you know, you guys are spending money. You guys are actually out there. You're talking about it and you're spending money. And I like that. I mean, not just the money thing, but you know what I mean? Like you guys supportive. Yeah. You're very supportive with this stuff. And I, I noticed like. You know, when I talk creator-owned properties with, you know, some of my more, you know, like guys that are doing comics and mainstream um, fans and and readers, they don't seem to get behind it as much. They seem like, oh, oh, you're going to do an indie project? Oh, There's whatever. no enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. it looks like they're in the, still in the mindset of the 90s where you're selling 7 million copies when you know and before the dc ten thousand, what they're doing right now that would have been just cancellation right there so mm-hmm. i'm like wow yeah i uh, think the market has shifted and also i really believe in in the indie spirit i broke in in the indie in independence um that's why that you know 86 it was more like 84 i, I worked for renegade press and and stuff like that um previously and my heart was always there and I'm just hoping that people like yourself and this fan base will support what we're doing because I would like to stay here. To be honest, I really like the climate. Um, I like the people and I've said it before, you know, on Ethan's thread and other people's that this really reminds me of the early image days, which I was part of, you know, yes, it does. Um, yeah. yeah, this has got that kind of energy. It's got that kind of enthusiasm. And um, it's got that kind of talent coming out and creating new properties. And that's awesome. It's an exciting place to be. Yeah, it is. It is extremely awesome. Uh, before we move on to the uh, next uh, guest here to ask you a question, I just wanted to pick up something here from the chat. Uh, Sierra Whiskey, who is uh, someone I've been trying to get on the show, sir, please come and join us. Uh, he's everywhere, and we love Sierra Whiskey. Uh, he says, Art, I just bought your rogue from Drawn and Quartered from your site. Awesome. Oh, cool. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you very much, Booster, for your question. Let's go ahead and move on. And uh, uh, Pope Fire, why don't you go ahead and ask uh, Mr. Tiber a question? Uh, and you sure, you're sure I can't just use my generic Titans one? No. <laughs> all right. Well, I saw that you have, that you've, that you've both done some uh, Teen Titans books. And, you know, I'm a huge, probably really obsessive Teen Titans fan. <laughs> I've actually bought every Teen Titans comic except for. Uh, the new 52 like a handful of the new 52 ones uh like who are, can i just can i just ask the generic one and then move on to the other question yes go ahead go ahead go ahead all right who is your guys's favorite t titan and why is it starfire and why is it starfire Starfire is my favorite teen titan actually and, it is? and i will support you in everything you do now okay dude. <laughs> Please do case, not encourage Starfire. her. Please do not encourage her. <laughs> Starfire is my favorite too. Did you see in the drawn and quartered we drew Starfire? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they said I rigged it, but I own the most popular Starfire groups, so I just got them to vote. 
Okay. Yeah. We also well, on the uh, fan edition, and I uh, did a pretty spectacular piece myself. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, I like don't know it. if you guys can see it, but I have a little wall of Starfire behind me. So. Yeah, no, I'm a big, I, a big Titans fan. In the day um, when I was working on X-Men, um, DC was kind of wooing me uh, to come over to DC, come back to DC. And so one of the ways they did that is um, they had proposed uh, a Nightwing miniseries for me to draw and write. And so my wife and I, believe it or not, if you look deep enough, there is some of the stuff that exists in the fan archives that I did, um, we did write yeah. a treatment for it. Oh, do you know about this? Oh, yeah, cool. I mean, you did a Nightwing pen up with a Starfire in it and she looks really, I am so sorry, it's storming. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's um, yeah, you did a Nightwing pinup that I've been trying to own for a while. Yeah, I did a, a retail poster, um, and then we did a, a inset poster, I think, in one of the Titans books. And then I think there's um, some trading cards or something that have Nightwing and Starfire on them. And it was going to be centered on Nightwing and Starfire. Yeah, and yeah, it was uh, before, after their wedding, before it got canceled and stuff. It was before the wedding. It was actually oh, this this ah. the series was going to be the proposal for them to get married. So yeah. the outcome the outcome of the miniseries was going to be that Nightwing proposes to Starfire. And I had I had the blessing from uh, Lynn Ween and Marv Wolfman, who were the big Titans guys at the at the time. So it was going to be big, um, but a series of things didn't fall into place. Oh, that sounds cool, though. I am yeah. so sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> no, that's, but but actually, Popa, that uh, that question actually was answered very well. So we'll take that as your question. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I go I go on forever. Yeah, uh, that's okay. That's my job, right? Um, uh, before we go to the next person, let me go over here, chat, and uh, uh, we have a, a comment here from March Hare. Uh, he says that uh, indie comics have come a long way too. It's not Xerox copies hand stapled together anymore. He's right. That's right. And uh, we also want to get March Hare on here one day. Um, and uh, Sierra Whiskey's talking about he's got work and stuff. He is uh, at a super secure aerospace facility. Okay. Ooh. He's a rocket scientist. Well, hey, Sierra, I see your name all the time in the chats and stuff. So thanks. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, this is someone you uh, probably already know. Uh, I, we know you know because he's the one to get you on here today, and we're very, very happy he did. Pixel Trader, man, go ahead and then uh, ask uh, Mr. Tiber a question, man. Matt, I had so many questions that I wasn't sure which one to go with, so I'm just going to say, when you rock and roll all night, how are you still able to party every day? <laughs> I, I do not know, but uh, it's a damn good song, isn't it? That does not sound like a sustainable <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> I think you're, you're making reference to the Kiss Corner, which we're going to do uh, yeah. another uh, chat tomorrow. Tomorrow, so that's right. We're going to have Kevin Conrad. So if you guys are big comic book fans, um, we're having Kevin Conrad, who did the Psycho Circus comics with uh, uh, ba -ba -ba Angel Medina. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I actually used to do some Kiss covers in my band years back. Yeah, Kiss is awesome. What do you play? What instrument? Oh, I'm a, I'm a saxophone player and a vocalist. Oh, right. nice. Wait a minute. You were a sax player in a Kiss cover band? <laughs> well, no. Uh, at that time, we were we had more of like a rockabilly tub band, and we uh, did some Kiss stuff with uh, – there was a tribute band here in Japan that was quite amazing. And uh, we did some uh, like mixed shows with them, and we did more of a rockabilly uh, type of stuff, and uh, we did some Kiss covers with them. 
Oh my gosh, that'd be awesome to hear Rockabilly yeah. version of like uh, some Kiss songs. Which yeah, were the Kiss songs? Oh, we did. Uh, uh, what's that one? Uh, Sixteen and um, Christine. Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, Christine. Sixteen, <laughs> and we did uh, uh, New York kind of. Uh, what is it? New York uh, mood or groove? Back in the New York groove. Yeah. Back in the New York groove, and we did the, of course, the uh, the one you guys are just talking about. But it was a lot of fun. Sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. Rockabilly kiss, man. That's the way to go. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's a, that's a cool question, Pixel. Thanks, man. All right, let's move on. Hey, Denali, uh, ask a question here, man. Um, how was it working with um, Neil Gaiman and other on the vertical Winter's Edge 98? I believe you were the inker on that. Oh, gosh. What, what was that? This does not ring a bell. Winter's Edge? Mm-hmm. Was that a Sandman story or what was it? It was, let me see. I think it was uh, part of the anthologies for uh, Neil Gaiman. He did a small project, Winter (laughs) Edge, for, I think, in 98. You were the inker on that. Do you know the penciler? The penciler? Um let me pull it. Let me give me one second. I'll pull I'm it. I'm sorry. I'm running, a, I'm running a blank. I've done so much work and some of the more <laughs> obscure, obscure stuff. It just kind of slips, uh, slips through. Just to benefit. warn, just to warn you, Art uh, Denali is our robot encyclopedia. By the way. Oh my gosh, he's my favorite person because he actually. John Bolton. Let's see. I did not eat John Bolton. That would have been cool though. Um, no, that was but, collaborator. Uh, um, let's see. Denali yeah. actually bought a Chrono Mechanics book, so he's my yes. My favorite yes, I, right now. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuck somewhere in my attic. Cause that's I have too I have too little space for it. Uh real quick, I'm gonna have to go because of the storm, but I wanted to announce the big uh fundraiser thing that we got. I got another raffle price. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Pope. The little uh killer frost um bombshell statue. Yeah, that uh, is I'm cool. so sorry that I have to leave early. It's so I'm cute. Not expecting yeah. Uh, just check out the Comic Titans uh, fundraiser page. I am so sorry that I have to leave. It's just the storm is getting a little worse than well, I. Well, are are you safe? Anything. Are you safe? Yeah, I'm safe. It's just uh, I I probably need to unplug everything. Okay, okay. Well, be safe. So, um, yeah, I am so sorry for leaving, guys. Uh, well, that's okay. The, uh, Killer Frost statue will be bundled in with our um, big D and D book. Uh, just donate to the fundraiser, and you can be put in for the raffle. How much have you raised so far? Uh, we've raised, I think, two twenty so far, and we're about to. We're on. We've bought two comic books, and we're about to buy uh, two more pretty soon. All right. So awesome. I'm so sorry for having to leave, guys. Oh, no, uh, no, no, I'll talk about it more later, later Pope. No it's problem. Okay. It was a uh, Warren uh, Police that was on the book. Oh my gosh! I am sorry. Okay, <laughs> we we got to do another question real quick. <laughs> I can't Okay, I'll just say it was amazing. It was an amazing. It looks. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like a Vertigo holiday special of some kind. Art. Okay. Yeah, without seeing visuals, I I don't really remember. Holiday specials. I do recall it. Art T Bear swimsuit edition. That was pretty good. Oh yes. A couple of my. I think I had the I had the um, the fold out or what do they call the centerfold? Yeah. What character was it? I think it was Psylocke. I think she was in. I think the theme was. Uh, oh gosh, what do they call it? The where you know Rogue goes, where they have the dinosaurs. What the heck is that called? Oh, the Savage, Savage Land. Land. Savage of Land. Of course. Yeah. 
Okay. Nice. Yeah. So then, then I'll make a more uh, known project that we've done. How about Future Days Present? I think you were the anchor on that one, correct? For that run? Oh my gosh, you're going obscure on me. He just wants to impress more... you in front of everyone. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just gonna, uh, you know what? It was an amazing, amazing time. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody around was, was bringing their A game. You know, I'll just be like one of those sports guys that just said the same thing every every press release. You know, we were all there. We were bringing our A game. And... The competition was good. It was, it was great. Yeah, that's great. great. 120%, 120%. Oh, that's right. You got to always right, say right. 120%. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I didn't phone it in to Nelly. It was 120%. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to make another uh, chrono mechanics then? <laughs> oh, there's a question I can answer. Uh, uh, yeah. You know what? If, if, you know, well, I, I, I'm going to say if and when, I should say more when um, the black and white, you know, goes crazy and uh we make a bazillion dollars off of it um yeah taylor and i've been talking about future projects and one of the things we would like to do is uh is dust off some chrono mechanics and bring those back um to indiegogo and 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 bring them to a new audience you know a new uh audience like you guys comics gate that type of thing yeah well chrono mechanics actually sounds familiar to me for some reason i'm not sure why but it's maybe i, I might have seen it when did that come out we did it originally, um, geez, was it? 2004. Okay, I was just going to say Denali, you probably knows. Yeah, so that was the image book, right? So we did an image, 48-page um, graphic novel um, in black and white. And then um, I think maybe later that year or the next year, um, our, our buddy Micah Miller had a publishing company called Alias. And so I had done another graphic novel, uh, Chrono Mechanics graphic novel, and Image said they would publish it, but they weren't. They weren't real. They weren't really into it. They were kind of discouraging me from from publishing it. I think they just thought the sales weren't going to be that strong. So I, I was. I remember at a con, I was telling Mike the story, and Mike goes, "Well, just bring it over to uh, Alias. We'll publish it." So then we we had a, a little revival there, or um, where we put out the original two um as two single or yeah two issues um well let me back up it was 48 pages so we split that into two and then um the second 48 pages we split into two so then what we called it was the precious metal collection so there was like gold silver bronze you know whatever um kind of thing so we put out four books yeah. through alias and then we did a kickstarter for a trade a couple years ago and, oh, I cool. page, and I have that and I have that page up if you guys want to see it. Oh, so it was, was two thousand six for that one, the second one, right? Okay, so it was a couple years later. Yeah. Yeah. That's not so right. This is the connection to Mike Miller too, I see. All right. Uh well, uh let's go back over the chat and see what's happening over here. Uh I see that Sierra Whiskey is uh very, very excited about finding uh a, he's furiously googling a Psylocke swimsuit right now. <laughs> so, uh, I found it for Pixel Trader helped him out. Yeah, there you go. Uh, oh, we actually cool. have a question here from Adrian. Uh, Adrian says, <clears throat> that's a question for you, Art. Uh, what artists were Art's biggest influences? And Taylor, what writers are your influences? So we got a question here for uh, Taylor. So why don't you go ahead and answer first, please? Oh, gosh. Um, I, had, I know two writers that I really enjoy. And that was Art and Pamela T. Bear, who originally wrote the first black and white comic. Who? Oh, <laughs> the, the dream team. 
The check is in the mail, Taylor. The check <laughs> is in the mail. <laughs> Bring in your A game, 120%. There you yeah. go. 120%. So who else? You can answer, you can answer seriously. Yeah, um, seriously. Yeah. That, no, that was that was partially serious. I oh, also okay. I also fake. liked uh I like uh Jaime Hernandez as far as comic writing goes with the Love and Rocket series. That is my uh probably my favorite comic series and the writing is very uh very natural, almost feels autobiographical in a way, even though that seems like an impossibility and that would probably be one of my biggest influences besides the T-Bears. That's interesting. Um I think uh uh, some of us are maybe a little more classical, but that uh, that that uh, was some good writing coming out of that. So, what about you, Art? What's your answer to uh, Adrian's question about your biggest artistic influences? And please don't say Perez because everybody <laughs> says Perez. Um, it was George Perez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You set me up for that one. Um, yeah, I, in the early early days when I was a kid, it was uh, it was definitely Neil Adams and. Um, Dick Giordano, like I said, I'm an older guy. And so I was fortunate enough when I went to work at DC Comics that Dick Giordano was editor-in-chief. So he used to call me, my boy, my boy, get in here, my boy. And so he would, he would tell Aww. me stories, and he definitely kind of um, mentored me in the early days. So that was, that was very cool, and it was, a, it was a major dream come true. So my early influences were those two guys. And then as I you know, started expanding – I would say it's just about, I don't know, everybody in the industry. So I love Barry Windsor Smith, um, later like Kevin Nolan, um, John Byrne. You know, I'm all over the place. And I think it also, because I'm all over the place, that's why I think I've had the longevity as far as being an inker because you have to be somewhat of a chameleon. So I just like, I'm a fan of all kinds of styles. So, and maybe that's why, um, maybe I should pick a style and start penciling that style because I even, when mm -hmm. I draw and things, I'm always constantly changing styles. So if you look at Chrono Mechanics, you probably wouldn't think that's the same guy that drew black and white. So, um, yeah, I'm constantly changing and, and trying to reinvent myself. So, um, I would just say everybody that's currently working in comics right now. Um, one of my biggest influences right now is that Olivier Copiel or Copel. I don't know how to say his name. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 I think that guy's doing some great, great one work. One of the best in the business right now. Yeah. I'm really glad this community introduced me to Kane and White as well. I mean, I'm just shocked at the level of that guy. That guy's a beast. I can't believe he wasn't grabbed by one of the big two yeah. ages ago. Oh, I know. And just on those Don't give him ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I think Don't what's great ideas. about this community is we're shaking things up that talents is actually being showcased. Mm -hmm. And one of the yeah. things I talk about in our streams is, you know, you know, if we don't like what we are receiving, we're going to look for it and we're yep. going to promote it or we're going to do it ourselves. Like, um Antonio Bryce with brand uh, Antonio yep. with uh um Kane and White that, Kane and White and but I was talking about the other Antonio who does uh, detective debt he was on oh, yeah. uh, art Critius, yeah um earlier in this chat promoting his I think 144 page novel graphic novel <laughs> Yeah he's a right he's a writing beast like that's that is really ambitious it's almost yeah. a revival, you could say. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. it is an in, an indie renaissance, if 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 I may, uh, if I may say. Uh, but no. uh, let's move on to another question, though. Uh, and uh, uh, I bet I gave you some extra time, uh, Thundaro, seeing that Booster stole your question. So go ahead and uh, ask a new <laughs> one, sir. Hello, Mister Art T Bear. How are we tonight? Hey, Thundaro. I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm well. That's not my question, though. That'd be nice if it was that easy. Um, <laughs> my <laughs> my actual question is kind of outside of of the comic world because that's kind of where I'm from. Um, and we've been watching for years now as you know the far left in, keeps infiltrating and infiltrating more and more entertainment fields and destroying them. Where do you think, from your perspective as a legend of so long? Where do you think entertainment's going? Do you think this trend is going to keep going, or do you think it's it's almost out of steam? Oh gosh, um, that's a good question. Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, I I this is how I think about just a, about everything is until there's pushback, there's always going to be something's going to always run amok until there's pushback. Um, and, and enough pushback where the other side has to respect you. Um, sometimes it has to get pretty bloody before the other side respects you. Sometimes mm-hmm. there, there's respect granted just because it becomes undeniable. Like, let's just say we're all starting to you know, sell 600,000, you know, six, 600K wor- versus, you know, um, or amount of books. I'm sorry. I always stagger when I try to think of how much money that is it's insane <laughs> but like 600k or 700k for That's one crazy book. yeah so if you start doing that then there doesn't have to be any bloodshed right that's the pushback the pushback is the success so i'm i'm hoping that as far as the pushback will just be our success so if we can if we can keep going and we can get these numbers then mainstream people or, or people that might be on the fence cuz ethan told me years ago at a convention I don't know how he knew because um, I, I never really talked politics or anything with him. But he told me, he said, you know, Art, there's more of us than there are them. They mm-hmm. just, they're just not vocal about it. They just don't say anything because, like you said, um, the liberal media is, is, is definitely more vocal. They're, they have more avenues. They have more arenas and areas that they can say these things. And so then, you know, the minority doesn't really, except for stuff like this maybe, um, gets a voice. So I would I would probably say in a, in a really diplomatic way that until there's pushback, I think it'll just keep going. Well, yeah. I, I, the the reason I ask that question is is because I think that's what Comics Gate is. I think uh, that's the main reason I'm here, and it's because we have to push back somewhere. And comics are probably the most pivotal American institution when it comes to entertainment. Um, yeah. They're one of the oldest. They've been around the longest, and there's nothing that's infected popular culture more than them yeah here, here. i agree they're yes. destroying them just period there's no question that's what they're doing and the only we, it has to be saved and i think comics gate is hopefully what's going to help save it i don't think we're going to do it alone i think as soon as somebody hits that million dollar comic that's going to change everything yeah that it but- the whole industry is going to change real fast because they're going to have to listen like you said you're, they're going to we're going to be undeniable they're going to have yeah. to listen but Thundaro, they're we'll trying to create a they're trying to create a lifestyle brand, man. <laughs> yeah. What is that? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
But just let me jump back over here to the. Oh, can I just wrap up real quick? I just want to wrap up real quick. I just want to say, like, the pushback has to come from our talent, from our hearts, from our projects that we're bringing. Like, I I don't want any, you know, the nastiness and stuff like that. I just don't want because Mm -hmm. um, that's not the way I want this thing. I don't I don't want the the pendulum to be swung back in any kind of aggression or any kind of like ill feelings. Like, I would like to win over hearts. I would like to, you know. have great books that inspire people or dollar figures that inspire people, you know, that type of thing. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. So let's jump over here to chat and see uh, if we got some more comments on Sierra yeah. whiskey again. Uh, he says uh, he would uh, like to ask, uh, well, I'm going to ask this question. I mean, I want to make a mention from Dr. White first. Uh, Dr. White says, yeah, Ethan snatched up Canaan real fast. Yeah. Well, he's a smart <laughs> man. Um, uh, but Sierra Whiskey asks, uh, would you ask Art how nervous he is about next week's drawn and quartered? And, oh. you know, and it's interesting, uh, before you answer that, because uh, 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 DeWolf had mentioned that uh, we're finding a lot of uh, artists that are coming uh, from out of the woodwork, as it were. And uh, I, a good mention of that is last week's Drawn and Quartered, which is a great show. If you guys haven't seen that on Mike Miller's channel, go check that out. Um, but uh, we had actually, uh, I, I do the uh, uh, over uh, helping out with the uh, fan edition of that, uh, which is Pixel uh, Traders creation. And uh, John Dillard won. And then he came yeah. over and he won the pro one. And that's just goes to show you, never heard of John before, but what a great artist. So uh, how, how nervous are you, Mr. Tibet? Um, I must admit, like the first one, when I, when I did the Rogue, um, I, I was kind of part of it before, but I didn't draw. Like, I just drew um, beside them, but I didn't compete. Um, but two weeks ago when uh, we did the Rogue drawing, um, I was really nervous. Like, those guys are all really great artists. And so just to sit and have two hours just to create um, nonstop and then try to entertain people and talk smack at the same time, I had never done anything like this. But I must admit, as soon as these guys are all great guys, like just hanging out with you guys as well. I mean, once you start talking um, and start hanging out, then it doesn't it doesn't seem like. It's you're not scared anymore. You're not you're not intimidated, even though they're trying to intimidate you. <laughs> but you just start having a good time, and so I think that's what um, what I like about it is to have a good time. And then when I like this week when um, we had Starfire, um, it was just fun. You know, I, I wasn't that scared or anything. Yeah, I think you were robbed personally. <laughs> oh, I do too. Yeah, it I was said great. the same thing. <laughs> I, oh, you know, I have yeah, a feeling. Really- like- it might have had something to do with the uh, taco comments, actually. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Done in by the sports. You did Lobo versus Superman, or part of it anyway, uh, back in 2003, according yeah. to uh, the, the list here. So Lobo apparently is the character you're going to be drawing this week. if you're. Oh, part yeah. of oh nice. Yeah. So the Sweet. good thing is I can prepare. I don't have to go downstairs and print out. Uh, <laughs> you have know, you seen the new... Lobo that they released for the sci-fi Krypton image. I saw a small little image. It looked decent. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, they look good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you skipped Arm Day. <laughs> yeah, I just saw it. it looked like it was from like the chest up. So I just, but it looked like he was built, like he was a big guy. Yeah. You talk about that uh... Krypton. I think it's about yeah. this. Yeah. 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 Sci-fi yeah, it looked really good. If you're if you're a junior high school kid trying to go to a Halloween costume, I thought it was a 
Thought it was me. <laughs> oh, my, oh my gosh. Oh. Now I got to relook at it. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, now we have a versus, don't we, Taylor? Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, it's really cool. But uh, the uh, uh, we certainly, well, one of the things I thought was interesting about the last drone recorder, I put together a straw poll and I put together all these funny little nicknames and no one mentioned it. I, I felt I felt dejected. I, I saw them. I, I saw you put yeah. Gary's headshot. It was very clever. It was. <laughs> it was. I, I, I had I had art. Don't eat tacos, Tiber. You know. <laughs> I think what's a little yeah, but what's also funny was Ethan was talking his morning string that he's like, I want drowning quarters on Wednesday. I want to get on there. <laughs> he was he like, can come join the fan uh, the fan edition in disguise. How about that? <laughs> well, yesterday, yesterday it sounded like he was trying to steal the idea, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. That's it. All right. So you guys are currently sitting at 22,129, and you've got oh. a couple of really nice stretch goals coming up. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about the book? And uh, Well, we do have one over. more question before we oh, move sorry. on to that. Sorry. Well, I just, we have, I just have to interject. We're gonna, um, Taylor's got a dinner at 6, so um, we're just going to have to take off a little bit before 6, if that's okay with you guys. No problem. So let's get that last question in real quick. Uh, go ahead, uh, uh, Mr. DeWolf. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Where's Quasar in the list? Uh, oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> He's not so, in the list. I'm sorry. So, uh, yet I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step back. You know, a moment in the in the concept of fandom and say that I'm hearing terms such as inker and penciler and stuff like that. And so, and since you're here and you're renowned for your inking, what ex exactly is that process? to take from the penciler or the inking and what do you specifically add as an inker to that process? Um, it, it varies from project to project. Um, some, some pencilers, I'm just kind of going over the line, trying to um, do it justice. And some pencilers, I, I interject a lot of my personality or style into. So it really varies. Um, I kind of when I'm when I'm inking people, I try to stay open because, like I said, I study styles and I know a lot of you know comic book styles. So I, I have those kind of in the back of my brain always. So when I get some pencils, I already know what school they're from. You know, like this is this is a um, Neil Adams school, or this is like a, you know a John Byrne school, or um, you know, something like that. So I already know kind of where they're going with the pencils. And sometimes, you know, I'll play against that. Like when I inked uh, Victor Bogdanovich, he was definitely going for a, a Greg Capullo look. But I was, you know, I kind of get perverse sometimes. And I think like, Greg Capullo already exists. You know, why do we need a clone? So then I'll ink him instinctively completely different than even sometimes <laughs> the pencils are. You know what I mean? Just so people don't, don't automatically go, oh, well, that's just a Greg Capullo yeah. or, or, or RT Bear's trying to do this other inker or whatever it is like that to try to have an original voice, you know, for at least that project. Um, so it really does range um, from penciler to penciler. And also it depends on how much support I have from that penciler because some pencilers will let you do um, just run free with things. Like when I worked with uh, – also, I was doing finishes on it, but uh, Dan Jurgens on Superman, on Adventures of Superman, it was like you could do whatever you want. 
you know, so um, when you have that kind of support from a penciler, then you can actually push the envelope and try new things, which is what I did. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I okay. hope that answers. Yeah. The question. Sure did. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Well, go ahead, Pixel, and uh, continue what you're doing, man. Yeah, no worries. So I, I just mentioned how much they, they were at now, and they just crossed that 22K gold. I know they've got the uh, mini print coming up at 25, but I, I heard in your uh, stream earlier today, you guys are really, really hoping for that 30K stretch goal. Uh, oh, to, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so just for the people that may not know too much about the story and stuff yet, do you want to kind of give your elevator pitch on the, the book and, and what you're doing with it? Well, since uh, I'm doing a lot of talking, I'm getting a little hoarse here. I'm going to let Taylor do some of the heavy lifting here. Sorry about that. I was clearing my throat. Oh, yes. Um, Black and White is the story of uh, an ex-spy who kind of trying to leave his past behind him and lead a less violent life. But he falls in love with this uh, troubled woman and ends up kind of getting sucked back into the game inadvertently as a vigilante. And it's set in sort of a... Um, Kind of a neo-noir sci-fi like world. There's lots of robots in like their daily life, and it's set in China. And uh, it's kind of an, a different setting than most spy stories are told, but it, it's kind of a spy vigilante. Uh, I want to say a superhero story, but really it's, it's, this volume is a kind of a personal origin story. And and for the um, just uh, as a clarifier, that what happens is uh, Reed does fall in love with um, the brewery heiress, but then he soon finds out that she's really not a damsel in distress. Like this girl is able to take care of herself, but that she just needs to be kind of like guided to do the right thing. But she has the abilities to, you know, to fight and to do these um, superheroics. Yeah, black and white is kind of about the uh, line that's blurred between justice and vengeance. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way, and that's why the black and white name is there because it's not just their code names or or their you know their uniforms. It's actually kind of the morality. So um, I know I said I wasn't going to talk, but Taylor, go <laughs> ahead, go ahead and say the tagline. I, I couldn't resist. And I'll try to try to do the Edmund Boyette. Uh, in a world where law and order are often blurred to gray, justice can only be black and white. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Awesome. <laughs> and if you guys haven't checked it out, we actually have recorded Edwin saying that. And there's a video that exists somewhere on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Yes. Oh, that's cool. it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Taylor, I put my uh, oh, Switch uh, money towards it. Oh, cool. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for being. We know you guys have to go. Uh, I cannot express how exciting it has been to be able to sit here for an hour and talk to Art Tiber. Uh, it is amazing. I have uh, had read many books with your art in it, man. It's just, uh, it's very uh, cool. For my friends, how exciting uh oh, to be able to see the yeah. uh -oh what's happening? All right. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> hey. All right. We just had we just had someone else come on. We've, I've been trying to get him on for a while. It's been uh, hasn't gone very well. But anyway, uh, finally got you on. Thanks, man. Uh, but I just want to say thank you. I know you guys got to go. Uh, anyone else want to say something before they leave? No, just thanks for coming on, guys. It was a pleasure to to have you on here. And yeah. For sure. Thank you for having us. I think we definitely would want to come back if you'll have yeah, us. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, anytime. Oh. Thanks, Pixel, for uh, for setting all this stuff up, man. You've been a great ally 
through this whole um, Indiegogo, um, you know, journey and adventure. And uh, where I think we're still, what are we, 18 days, 19 days, something That's like that? That's right. Now. Yeah, we have about 18 days left. Yeah. Hopefully. So the, I feel like the journey's just begun. So if there's anybody else out there that's, uh, that's either an RT Bear fan, uh, Taylor Grosso fan, or Black and White, um, yeah, get out, check out um, the Indiegogo, and uh, reserve a copy. Absolutely. Next Let's one. get them to 30 k for that extra art for rt bear (laughs) yes hey thanks guys man you guys have been a blast so um thanks and have a good show all right thanks a lot guys thank you all right man bye all right bye guys thank you that was great all right well that was exciting guys very much and uh hello uh terrence uh nice to see you here sorry it took so long to get you on man uh Finally got it to work. Uh, I don't know what the mess up was, but I guess you were on a tablet or something like that, and I had to send you an email. But uh, you're working now, so welcome. Hello, sir. And he's muted right now, so he just has to <laughs> unmute himself. Yeah, he's still muted. So you want to go ahead and say hello, Terrence? Okay. All right. Well, we're going to move on to uh, news and stuff here, and uh, uh, want to uh, talk about a few of the things that uh, have been going on uh, in the uh, comic book world uh, with uh, New York Comic Con and some various other stuff. So let's go ahead and just jump right into that. Now, uh, have to thank you, Dinelli, for all your great uh, uh, news searching and digging out for us. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, start out with this one right here. Now, this has been going on for a while. People have been talking, but uh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, here we have the former She-Ra actress, uh, Melody Britt, defends old school fans. Uh, now, she used to be the voice actress uh, for uh, uh, She-Ra. And uh, you guys ever watched uh, He-Man, She-Ra stuff back in the day? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the reruns. <laughs> I'm afraid yeah. that's well before my time. Well before. Yes, you're you're mm. a youngin. That's all right. We Maybe. want youngins. Yeah. Uh, but uh, now she's just defending the fact that, uh, you know, uh, She-Ra should be feminine. And I think that's a fair point. Now, I'm not a She-Ra fan, so it doesn't matter much to me. But uh, the funny thing I thought was there's a a response to this, it seems. And uh, the response is from the new voice actress. And she says, <laughs> She-Ra reboot voice actress calls character design criticism sexist at New York <laughs> Comic Con. Now, just look at her picture for a second. Now, we all, we all agree that this uh, picture here of the new Shira is certainly a 12-year-old boy. It's not a girl mm-hmm. at all. Uh, but this <laughs> picture on the right, just look at her. Just look at her for a second and believe how many times a day she calls someone sexist or racist or something. <laughs> just look at it. Right? Look at her face. What happened to voice actors? Voice I... actors used to be normal-looking people. Now they're all, like, models or... Famous actors. What happened to voice actors? I, I don't know. Anyway, go I, ahead. I give her a year before that hair is chopped off and turned blue. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. And she kind of reminds me of Ariana Grande. And, of course, that girl the, that girl lost her mind several times. So, uh, But it's... Uh, well, what, what stands out to me is the direct opposition of the two pictures. One of them is a young lady, mm. and the other is not. What happened? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, once again, this is not that uh, the thing that affects me directly, but I bet you if you're a She-Ra fan, you're not happy about it. And as we see, the original voice, voice actress is certainly not happy about it. But, you know, just a little tidbit, and uh, I'm sure the conversation will continue. Uh, yeah. This next little article here is kind of interesting. We want to go through these kind of quickly. Uh, we have some other things we're going to talk about that are a little more serious. Uh, but uh, here we have, uh, uh, this is from Comic-Con again. Uh, Marvel's Nick Spencer and Saladin Ahmed, wonderful human that is called Saladin uh, Ahmed, lay down the future of Spider-Man. Do you guys think the future is going to be awesome? Do you think? No. Uh, with <laughs> Nick Spencer at the running the show, no. Wait, wasn't that licensed to IDW, anyways? <laughs> Yeah, well, they are they are trying to do something with that. That's a conversation, a long conversation for another day. Of course, we see names in here like Diane Slot and all other wonderful things. And of course, we have uh, Spider Gwen. It's got to be something. Uh, we have a little bit of uh, noise going. I guess Terrence is having some mic issues, uh, but that's all right. Uh, we will try to work those out so we can get uh, Terrence on today to have a uh, have some comments. Yeah, but uh, there's not much to say here. It's just uh, sad. <laughs> Yeah. Now this I do want to talk about. Now, who in this chat uh, has seen or read The yeah. Boys? Me. I have. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so let me get this up here on screen for everyone who uh, can see it and make sure it's locked in. Uh, so. Someone make a comment about the boys. Uh, I have some opinions on it, but uh, anyone else read this and have an opinion on the boys becoming an actual TV show, which I think is amazing? I thought that would have been too crass for television. I think is amazing. All right. Someone has the uh, YouTube channel's mic on, so please shut that down, guys. It's mighty. You didn't need to put some headphones in, buddy. All right. Uh, uh, Booster, I, I know you said you'd seen something about it. Yeah, I only know of uh, The Boys, but I know a lot about uh, Garth Ennis' work, and uh, I've been watching The Preacher Show, and I've read everything uh, Preacher-related. Mm -hmm. And you would think that The Preacher would have been too crass for television, and you know what? Uh, apparently that show uh, is, you know, uh, ticking off a lot of people, but it's very tame. You know, it's a very tame show compared to the comics, so, you know, they might dumb down The Boys uh, for its TV Parents, you know, they take out all the swearing, all the yeah, and a lot of the uh, yeah, all the other stuff. And yeah. that's what I and I was that's what I was trying to get. It's too crass that the essence will just be sucked out, and you'll get a generic action hero with just a slight budget. Yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> I'm going to talk about the boys here in a second, but I just want to take uh, go real quick. And uh, uh, Terrence, you you got your mic working, man? Let, let's uh, let's test it. Uh, can you say hello to us, man? Well, I'm, I'm saying hello now. Oh, there you are. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, everything's working. Good. Okay. <laughs> uh, I am sorry for all the trouble, man. Uh, don't worry about it. Glad to have you here. Well, the, thing about, uh, so, the thing about yeah. the boys is it's one, of those, it's one of those stories that if you're really not into the conspiracies that pop up every now and again, you won't get it. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Sounds yeah. interesting now. Yeah. No, the boys is 
The Boys is a, a, a great comic. Uh, I read mm-hmm. uh, the entire thing all the way through a couple times. It's really good. And I'm excited. And, and to be honest with you, make uh, your comic booster, I think they should go full hardcore with it and not even play around. I want to see it. I want to see it triple R, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I would love that, but that would uh, probably scare away a lot of potential uh, audiences. And you know how TV shows are, right? They want to. They want to draw in as many people as possible. They're going to play it safe, bro. Probably. Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to mention it. Uh, let's go on to the next uh, little bit of news here. This is uh, doesn't need a comment. It's just interesting. Greg Capullo's house has been robbed, and he's going to have a couple of drinks and forget about it. All right. Good luck, Greg. <laughs> uh, nice guy. A little mention. Uh, no need to comment. Just moving right along. Uh, Lewis and Clark, uh, the new Adventures of Superman, is having a little bit of reunion at the New York Comic Con, which is very cool. Uh, I think a lot of people watched that. It was a fun show. Of course, all around good guy Dean Kane is amazing. Love Dean him Kane very is much. Literally Superman. He's an amazing yeah. guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is amazing. He's a cool, cool guy, and and he is someone who would certainly support what we are doing here. For Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, he yeah. got flagged yeah. a couple weeks back with some of his comics he made, as well. From the last side, so <laughs> that's even more yeah, uh, he, for him. <laughs> yeah, he gets flack all the time, guys, but uh, he stands up to it. Yeah. Uh, so, now this here is. Uh, go ahead. I uh, said he does get a lot of flack for for his comments. Yeah, he does. He's a guy. He's a good guy, though. Uh, I'm just trying to run through a few of these, and we'll stop on a couple of them and, and comment on them. Uh, let's come back to this one. Let's go over here. Uh, this one is kind of interesting. Venom had got really hammered by the critics, and uh, I actually watched a couple of reviewers who, whose opinions are very similar to mine, and they didn't like it either. But, hey, it's making money. So good for them. Make it, maybe they'll be able to do some more. Um, Darn uh, let's you, go Russian billionaires giving <laughs> Venom money. <laughs> Uh, let's, yeah, it's always about uh, billionaires. Uh, that's right. They're blaming billionaires for supporting Comics Gate. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Deadpool money. Yeah, the cheapest yeah. billionaires. All right. Now, let's talk about this one a little bit. This is one I think everyone can have an opinion on. Uh, Humanoids launches all new H1 superhero universe at New York Comic Con with all star creators. And this is from Bleeding Cool, uh, which, you know, we, we get our news from everywhere. Uh, some of you might not really like Bleeding Cool, and I understand why. Uh, but to, it is interesting article. And uh, the thing that's interesting about it for me, and we'll talk about some of the comics that they're mentioning here, is Mark Wade, of course, is <clears throat> the enemy. Uh, but John yes. Cass- uh, Cassidy is, I don't know if he's the enemy or not, but uh, the dude's talented. Um, so now, Denali, you know quite a bit about this. So why don't you talk a little bit? Yeah. So you got John Cassidy and Mark Wade as the new executive of Humanoids, and they're going to release a all-star lineup of their books. So they got rid of the old people, <laughs> the old creators, and people that, you know, made um, what humanoids were, and now they're injecting this new you know, progressive wave into it. So you have Mark Wade as the new director of creative development. He hired Kwanzer, everybody's favorite guy. Mm. Yay. Clap. That's a clap. Yeah. Clap for Kwanzer. Yeah. Yay. And... <sighs> They announced a whole slew of comics that's coming into it. And I think there was a particular one that caught your eye. Yes. Uh, you see, we've got a list here. Ignited, Omni, Strange Lands, whatever. Big country. And there might be some good, good ones in here. But this one right here caught my eye. Uh, and it has nothing to do with uh, 
the person you would think when it pops out when you see it. It's actually by Meyer Lansky, but it is the name of the book is called Meyer. And of course, I just thought it was funny because of Richard Meyer and uh, yeah. DNC. I thought it was uh, ironic that uh, a a book that is coming out that is being uh, uh, helmed by Mark Wade as an executive producer, I think is his title, uh, is actually has Meyer's name on it. It must kill him every day to see it. I'm sure it does. Yeah, it, yeah. it kills me to try to read that. What really? Why? What, what type of information? What 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 is it? It's a coming of age, but it's golden fleece and it's mobster and there is so much a comedic coming so of age quest. Where yeah, so can't understand. Well, yeah. Let's look at some of the words: comedic, coming of age, golden fleece, legacy. Uh, immigrant story, rooted, old mobster tale, moral fa uh, moral fable, interesting, breaking bad style, That's biography, Jewish legendary mobster. Hmm. Oh my God, pick one. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, what? You don't need so many different genres, just pick one, mate. Um, <laughs> it sounds like a Indiegogo title smashed together. It is the nonsense. And, uh, you, ripped out and, I don't, what is it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, anyway, it's just something to keep an eye on, and uh, we will keep an eye on it. We'll talk about it more in depth. It's just kind of an announcement from uh, Comic-Con. But uh, this over here is kind of cool. I think you guys might like this. Uh, Terrence, you like Star Wars, man? Yeah. Well, I really don't count the last three movies as part of canon, but <laughs> go there. Uh, well, actually, you know, there are only actually three Star Wars movies. I don't know what you're talking about. I look at the prequels as, <laughs> as a backstory to Darth Vader. That's about it. That's what they are. They just weren't very good, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, we won't talk probably. about what Disney's done. It's sacrilege. No, please don't. 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 Please don't. Well, but this is kind of cool what's going on here, uh, and uh, they're doing a TV show. It might be good. We have to give it a chance, right? Uh, but, yeah. of course, we have here a good look at a Mandalorian, Mandalorian soldier. Mr. Thondaro, do you, uh, do you like Star Wars? Do you have any comment here on this uh, Mandalorian pick we have in front of us? I do. I don't know enough about what they're planning to do here, but it doesn't make any sense at all to put that – a Mandalorian in that time frame and do a story about them when they have at their disposal the peak of the Mandalorian time frame in the Star Wars universe and they're yes. not using it. They're yeah. just, it just it's, it's just uh, stupid. <laughs> they're trying to get the nostalgic factor for us who were gullible First, enough to to, to, to use it. come back again. We're now wise to their tactics that you know as much if it's good, it'll be good, but we have to, yeah, you know, we have to be wary of it. It's just yeah. until we see the product, you know. Yeah, I can't trust anything that comes from Lucasfilm or Disney at this moment. No, but, but, yeah. but look at the, look at the directors that they're saying um, who's going to be directing these uh, episodes. Mm -hmm. Dave Filoni, the first episode. Mm, uh, that's good. That's a good thing. You have uh, Ron Howard's daughter, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Deborah uh, Chow. Uh, Ty, uh, Ty yeah. Cog, uh Waititi um, from. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're 
uh, they're getting all these talents to say we need to make push this and make this <laughs> series. Uh, well, you know, Denali, they they really need to make it good. They cannot mm-hmm. afford for it to be bad. It's not. It has be. to be good. Yeah, I, you can't you can't trust modern Disney or Disney period and current people that they have working on this stuff, even the good names to make, here's what Mandalorians are. They're space Spartans. You can't, they're not going to do that, right? It's going to be horrible. It's going to be full of soy. It's going to, it's, it, they might do a couple good episodes here and there and try to get it right. But I'm telling you, they're not going to get it right. There's no way they're going to get it right. They're going to give three good episodes. Those would be yep. the three good episodes where they hook you in and then the rest will devolve like yeah. always. So what do you think, DeWolf? You got any comments on this, man? Yeah, I, I, it's where they're at. They have to do something good because they've lost the the Jedi's, right? The Jedi's, the yeah. geeks, everybody else who who likes this type of a uh, this Star Wars genre. We we have decided that you know we can just let it go. So the, right. the people that are left are the bad guys, right? That yeah. l- that like the bad guys, the Mandalorians, the stormtroopers, the Vader, right? So if they can, if they can at least appeal to one section of the audience, you know, maybe they can keep someone as a fan. I have a feeling yeah. they never read anything about the Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. You're right. They're gonna, They're not going to include they, anything they, from the. If they did, they would have labeled it toxic by now. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> they're everything they hate as a culture. The Mandalorians are yes. everything uh-huh. they hate. <laughs> from top to bottom there's That's no a, way they're gonna do this right it's gonna be no, it's gonna no they're gonna do the passive uh passive version of the that's a good point terrence excellent so booster <laughs> the guys yeah go ahead terrence. the mandalorians are the best villains in star wars mm-hmm. they are good yeah i really love them. now uh now booster he's wearing a helmet you like helmets so what do you think wait why do I like helmets, sir? I just, it just <laughs> Am I missing something? seems like Booster likes helmets. I, I just feel that that's a truth, a universal truth. Uh, I, I, I guess helmets are pretty cool, and he looks perfect. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie, lie, guys. Uh, I was very young when uh, a lot of Star Wars stuff comes out, so I, I have no bloody idea what half this is. Uh, that's all right. That's cool. And the uh, and when I was a kid, you know, the, uh, <clears throat> the prequels were my jam, you know, and now I just uh, look very silly. This the uh, prequels did not age well. No, they didn't. And uh, in all honesty, there's good parts of the the prequels. It's not all bad. It's not like that which shall not be named that Ryan Johnson created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please, please. Don't. All right, I will. I won't. I, I I promised you I wouldn't, and I won't. All right, Thank let me you. jump over to the chat real quick and see if we have any comments, and we'll move on. Uh, over here, let me check it out. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Josh Hughes says, shut it, Chester. Thanks, Josh. Joshua. <laughs> you know the PT is superior. No, it's not. No, it's not. No. It's not. Okay. But thank you for thank you for assaulting me with your words, Joshua. I, I appreciate it. Um uh, let's see if we've got any other things here. Uh, Beowulf says, uh, if I was Disney, I'd be getting the heck away from the monstrosity of the new era or films that have divided the fans. And go old Republic. Try again, fresh start. I agree. Why are they not doing the Knights of the Old Republic? I, I want the Old Republic, but I, they're not going to do it right. They're going to butcher it. I don't want them to do it. I want anybody else but them to do it. 
well, they're eventually going to hit a bottom, guys, and then they got something's going to have to break, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, the investor Hoth gets Rebel... mad enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Hoth Rebel eighty six. I don't want Boba in this series because they would ruin his character, dude. You know he's going to be in this series. What are you talking about? They're going to do. They're going to put him in. It. They're going he's to probably put going him to be the center. That's probably Boba Fett right there. You're What's probably looking at Boba Fett. Isn't he the guy that got killed off by blind, blind Han Solo and then like rolled into a little pit that burst? What's this like ruin about Boba Fett? Are, are you disrespecting Return of the Jedi? Are you doing that? <laughs> I, <laughs> no, no, he's not. Uh, so, and I'm pretty sure the actor is uh, Pe- uh, Pedro Pestel, uh, who did um, that one character from Game of the Throne in Narcos <laughs> as well. I just can't remember his name. I know it was the real uh, guy that was taunting the mountain and then got his head split open because he was like, we should have just killed him. And he's like, and he's like, the Viper. That's That was the character's nickname, mm. the Viper. Not, none of your business here says that's a chick. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. It might be. It no, might be. Know, he, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> that's not right. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. All right. Here we go. This is worse. Uh, Blooding Cool again. New Buffy the Vampire Slayer comic by Jordi <laughs> Belair and Dan Mora in a world more like ours than hers. Now, there's actually a lot of information oh, on here. No. Uh, but the first thing. There is a reboot coming for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's not my generation. I didn't like it, but uh, I'm sure there's plenty of people who did. But the new Buffy is a black girl, I think. Which, she, you know, is. she is, and the uh, feminists have lost their shit because she's a black oh. girl. Oh. Yeah. Um, no, really? Your favorite, yeah, like your fav- yeah, the fr- front runner of that <laughs> is your favorite pal gal, uh, Ania Sarkeesian. They uh, threw her lid really? off when they announced mm-hmm. uh, Black Buffy the Vampire. Oh, so yeah. Lost they it. don't she like it when it's, it. when it's their, right. They don't like it when it's their, their memories, their things they cherish. They don't exactly. like it then. Don't yeah, like see, it. the thing is, if they had just made her a, another Slayer, it was, it's, you know, just another girl, who, who cares? It's fine. But right. no, it's Buffy. You know, that's the problem. That's the thing they keep doing because it, it's just nonsense. Leave our characters alone, alone make new things. You want to know what's uh, real but, funny? Yeah. You want to know what's real funny? They use the exact same arguments She-Ra fans used about the reboot of She-Ra and about why they didn't <laughs> want it. And they also, which was the same argument most comic fans use about the reboots of some of their favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we we have a we have a word in the English language language for that. Would you like to know what it is, Terrence? Hypocrite. I know. Yeah, hypocrisy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. Excellent. This is and this show is educational as well, people. Uh, yeah. But look at this. <laughs> look at this picture, man. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, looks wonderful. Oh, look at this. Slay. I'm going to slay. And, and, and there you go. And here's your new. I don't think there's a lot of uh, young black women named Buffy. I don't, this doesn't seem reasonable hmm. to me or feasible. To I've me. never yeah. met anyone named Buffy. <laughs> if you sc- yeah, if you scroll up on the yep. right panel, um, that's the new Buffy that they're going to introduce. Nope, to a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. Right, side by side. Yeah. Right so there. I mean, it looks wonderful. Great art, right legs, uh, the body is very unproportional. That's what you want to do. That's how you go. That's art. Look at this stuff. What is this art going on in here? 
Yeah, it could be cool, I guess. But uh, it is weird with that's, the new. They, they, that's lumberjanes. <laughs> lumberjanes, yeah. Uh, and that's the girl who got the Shira thing, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now uh, they also have some other things they're talking about here. They talk about the magicians, which that was a horrible TV show. If you want to understand exactly what's going wrong in the world, go watch that show. It was bad. No, th- no thank it- you. I I, I want to watch good things, not bad. No. Look yeah. at this look at this picture right here. See these three people at this panel? Look at the dude in the middle. Just look at him. Just take a moment and drink that in. <laughs> they all look like Experience this man. Experience him. Experience it. Hey man, let, let me help you out. I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna oh 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 there it is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Oh no. That's how it is. <laughs> look at that. Dude. The 80s left you behind. Go find it. <laughs> no. Look just like, well, my I like metal six. hair. <laughs> hair metal. Yeah, hey, I'm from the 80s, man. I, I respect it, but I mean you're you're 30 years <laughs> out, man. But uh anyway, let, let's just uh, go back to the very general topic of it. And uh what do you guys think about this whole Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I, I'm sure we have some people in here that it's uh you guys grew up watching Buffy, right? That's Josh yeah. We didn't think it made what's made it, what made it famous, right? Yeah. Right. It was yeah. his it was his idea to uh cast a black woman as Buffy. <laughs> because of course it is. Of course it is, yeah. <laughs> and like I said, it, it, if they just made a new character, it would be no problem, but you're messing with people's fandom. Fundamentally transformed. Well, I believe some of the uh, feminists weren't too happy with this either, and now they know how we bloody feel. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. They think they 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 don't care what we think. They only care what they think. That's Haven't true. you noticed? This is a very selfish, <laughs> selfish thing that's going on. They're and, extreme narcissists. And, I, and he, yeah. here's a prediction: they'll double down and renew it for a second season, even before the first season is out. Well, you were the, telling me that the new Titan show has already got yeah. a second season, and all we've seen is a horrible trailer. And you know what's <laughs> horrible about that is that they're not even doing it as binge. They're doing it week by week, so you have to come every week to, to watch to, it. To watch it. Uh, I'm very excited for it. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> but you got to understand, I'm the kind of guy who would watch The Room multiple times. So. <laughs> yeah. You got a stronger stomach than I did, mm-hmm. buddy. Unbelievable, man. Yeah, but that, that Titan like show that. is a bit of a, ty- a chain re- a train wreck in, in well, uh, work, uh, work works, I think. Apparently, people have already seen the first two episodes at one of the uh, was it one of the Comic Cons or something else? Yeah, they released it in New York Comic Con and yesterday's panel. Have been going on about how great the new Starfire is, so that all smells like um control oh, boy. Uh, positive reviews to me. I'm not gonna lie. Booker Starfire. Well, well, what I also the hate off of her. Yeah, what I notice as well is that any negative review they've been stamping out. Um, some of the online YouTube that the negative they've been getting copyright strikes like Clownfish and some other ones mm. as well. So there is negative reviews, but they are being stamped out. So Chester, we were pretty lucky <laughs> when we didn't uh, do any sound bites because when they were doing their sound bites for the trailer reaction, they got copyrighted strike <laughs> for it. Oh, yeah. Well, and they shouldn't. I mean, a trailer is something that comes out for the public to consume. There's no reason at all that they should get any copyright strikes. But the thing is, YouTube is not a uh, democratic place. It is a fascist center, quite obviously. 
Uh, and uh, therefore, if you are doing things they like, they leave you alone. If you're doing things they don't like, they attack you as hard as they can. So I'm not going to, I'm going to try to do my best not to make those kind of mistakes. Uh, let's jump over here to the chat real quick and see if anyone has any interesting comments. Uh, Beowulf says, uh, I was going to comment further on this Buffy thing, but I had to moderate my own comments. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, I saw something up here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dr. White says, um, I know he's communicating with uh, Humphrey. Humphrey had something to say. Uh, I saw a moment ago. Oh, yes. He said, uh, did anyone see the new Sabrina on Netflix? It looks very dark for kids. Uh, uh, it for isn't a kid's for kids. Character. It Obviously. isn't for kids. Yeah. What did they do to Sabrina? I, I've heard of the character. I don't know it, but uh, what have they done to that one? They they went full Wicca with her. You know, instead of having that 90 um, sitcom that they did in the 90s, they went full whole witchcraft and stuff that, you know, horror stuff with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So you may not you may want to watch it privately before showing anybody else it to make sure you you know it's like before you see it is you need to watch it. So parental discretion is advised. Uh well Danelli, I can assure you I will will not be watching Sabrina the Witch. So you know don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious. All right. We're going to move on to another topic here in a minute. Before we do that, uh, Pixel, uh, you have any comments on news or any news you want to talk about or anything like that, Pixel? Go ahead and uh, uh, give us some information you might have, man. No, I'm, I'm actually pretty good on the news side of things. I was just looking at it. And I, when we were talking about Buffy, I was reminded my first experience with uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was actually the movie back in the early 90s, uh, back in 92. Mm. And that was, I didn't realize it at the time, but that was actually written by Joss Whedon also, but it wasn't directed by him. And right. uh, I, I loved that movie <laughs> as a kid. I, I really liked the movie. Um, so it was a little weird when I saw the TV show, but I, I'm not attached to the character like a lot of people are. Um, I don't know. I, I thought the movie was fun. I, I don't really care what they do with the character, but it, it does seem odd. And if I remember correctly, there was um, other slayers in the TV show. They were, um, yeah. And, I mean, yeah. they could have just as easily done something like that. But, I mean, it's the name. It's name recognition. That's the reason they're doing it. They so, could have yeah. They could have kept the, the name, just make it her daughter or something. And she's named after her. Bam. Same name, same everything. And she can be black. Wow. Amazing. They yeah, should have done have to that. sacrifice anything. They should have done the Ghostbusters, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. The uh, movie had uh, Paul... Um, Ruben Pee Wee Herman as the vampire, he always got stats like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> yeah, he also gets a, a hand cut off and then uh, gets, gets told, uh, what's the sound of one hand clapping or something like, or no, oh no, he says, we can do anything you can do, or we can do stuff you can do better. And she goes, oh yeah, clap. <laughs> and he can't because he's got one hand missing. Pee Wee Herman is a va- one handed vampire. Yep. There's some irony in that, I think. <laughs> you gotta let you gotta let those ones just hang in there, you know. You gotta hang in the air. Uh, yeah, uh, hello, he, Tank. Left, he did that. That's yeah, no, no, no. Leave it, leave it. Everyone gets it. It's okay. All right. Uh, Tank Ferret says, uh, "Love the show. I've been listening for a while." Uh, hello, everybody. Hey, Tank. Uh, nice to have you on here. You were doing. He's a pretty good artist. He was on the uh, fan edition the other day. It was excellent. Um, and. Uh, See, we have anything else here on that? Uh, no, no. Oh, oh. Well, uh, Booster, you're about to get dogpiled here in this chat. By the way, 
<laughs> I've been uh, aggravating people in chat a little. Yes, a little. You do not say bad things about Firefly, sir. No, you don't. I'm just, I'm just not a fan of Joss Whedon. I can't stand the bloke. I'm sorry, it's rising. Joss Whedon is not even in Firefly. Firefly. He's not. No. I thought that was his no. thing. <laughs> no. He might be. I don't know. What, what are you talking but about? It's Joss Whedon created Firefly. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Well, that, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Ooh, you know that. Huh. That doesn't matter. Josh Reed, Josh Reed is good at what he does. He's just a jerk. Crazy for a second. <laughs> Craziness. <laughs> I was redirecting. All right, yeah. let's uh, let's go ahead and move on to our uh, uh, big topic of today. Uh, now, one of the things we've been trying to do on this channel is uh, try to, you know, from a fan's perspective, uh, give some advice to the pros uh, uh, that, so that they can, or the creators, so that they can help improve themselves and to help grow this community and this uh, this indie renaissance that's going on. Uh, you know, we're just fans, but uh, it's our perspective on things, and uh, I think that would probably be useful seeing as we are your customers. Uh, and the first show, we talked about uh, some of the things we thought were going wrong Comic Gate. We mentioned the fact that uh, they were just too many comics coming out at the same time and they needed to organize themselves and of course through that we uh pixel trader and pixel trader has his great indicron uh which would be a good resource for them to do that we also talked about them trying to keep uh drama behind closed doors if you guys have some problems with each other deal with it in private dms don't bring it on the channels don't make don't bring the drama out we most of us are here because we're trying to escape that nonsense we want a happy community and, and enjoying comic books we don't want that uh we also talked about uh, some solutions to those and ideas we have we've talked a little bit about distribution we want to talk, maybe talk about that more today uh but one of the things we definitely wanted to be talking about uh today is marketing now Marketing uh, is a very important thing, and I think Pixel's got to have a lot to say on this today. Uh, but uh, uh, there's a lot of these little Indiegogo books, uh, and I'll go ahead and bring the Indicron up. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of these little uh, Indiegogo books that aren't doing well, and they're not going to make it or haven't made it. And uh, I, there's a reason for it. It's because they're not marketing properly. Now, everyone here is going to give their opinion and their ideas, and, and uh, hopefully they'll be helpful. But uh, my idea is this. I would suggest that use Indicron or uh, talk to Pixel Trader. Maybe we can put something together that is, uh, uh, you know, a place where the, the, all these pros can come together and talk. All these creators can come together and talk. Uh, but my idea is this. Um, some of the bigger pros, like Ethan or Mike or Mitch or whatever, these guys have a, a lot of books coming out in the future. They are planning on making this a serious thing. They're not playing around. We all know that. So why don't we have some of these smaller creators who, who aren't going to be able to come on here out of nowhere and just uh, be successful? Why don't they? My suggestion is this: Why don't you make a digital ash can and have one of the bigger pros attach it to their uh, their Indiegogo project? There's no cost to the uh, uh, bigger Indiegogo guy, like say Ethan. Uh, it's no harm to them, and it lets you get your information out there. It's kind of a free advertising because when Ethan drops something, he's going to have thousands of backers. And if you get a little digital uh, ash can that people can take a look at, it, it's a it's a free advertising for your book. Uh, that would be my suggestion as a way to help. And I'm I know people like Ethan and Mike and John Malin and others are very eager to help this community. 
Um, and they're very outspoken about it. And I think if we can organize all of these pe these comic creators that want to be involved with this together, and we can start letting people see your work before you come out with something, uh, that would be beneficial to you and it would help you be more successful. Uh, that's my idea. Have a digital ash can with one of the, uh, some of the bigger projects. Uh, and I'm sure Pixel Trader can help with that. Now, I'm sure everyone here has ideas on marketing and how to help these smaller creators who are failing. And we don't want to see them fail. We want to see everything succeed. So why don't we go over and start with Pixel? Because I think Pixel has a lot of good information on this. So uh, go ahead, Pixel. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting, uh, especially since I, I get a little bit of insight from talking to the creators uh, up, up close and personal when I get them uh, listed. Uh, in the past two days, I've had to delist two different campaigns. Uh, the uh, chromosome 96 and actually just didn't fund and then handyman actually decided to pull their campaign down and retool it and come back uh chromosome 96 is going to be doing the same thing as well uh but you know probably a few months from now from now still and one of the things that i think that uh, a lot of the creators just just didn't get i think from the very beginning was that you really have to build some kind of uh, recognition for you personally uh, before you can just throw something out there and people will accept it. You need to make those connections to the community. Uh, a lot of these guys, when you look at EVS, he's got 79K followers right now just on YouTube. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Mitch has 3K, but Mitch also had a built-in kind of thing going for him too because he did Captain America, has done other work. His wife is a, a fantastic colorist as well. And so they've got that that built-in fandom that can they can then in turn, you know, generate sales and stuff from. So, uh People like even well, a really great example of what I'm talking about here is Critias. Uh, Detective Dead, when it first hit the scene, it died. It, it didn't make it. He pulled it down, retooled it, came back a couple months later after making a name for himself within the community, uh, making connections to the other creators. When he came back, he was able to get onto a lot of the different shows, and he was able to actually, you know, get his book out in front of people. And at that point, people knew him. They liked him. They saw that he had a really good deal for this price point. It's a hundred and what, 140, 150 page book. It's right. a fantastic deal for the book. And he's just one of the nicest guys in the community. Exactly. He, he's really, really nice. And he had a realistic goal, you know, 10K. Uh, no, yeah. it, and that's, that's high even for some of the, uh, the books out there that are indie books that, that have never done anything before. But the difference here is he's got a lot of finished art. He's got a lot to show. And because of that, you, you can really see, I mean, there's quality here and he's going to be able to deliver something that's amazing. And uh, definitely. And I do recall the first um, campaign he did. It was bare bones that didn't have any arts, didn't have any snap. It was like it, it was terrible that you were afraid to back it, you know, even though you see like a little glimpse of a gem behind it didn't build confidence to enough to back it. Oh, not at all. And I, I fact, I, I told him that I said, you know, I, I, I like the idea of the book, but based on the one picture that you've got up here, I can't back it. I just, it just doesn't, I don't know enough about the book yet. And he got a lot of feedback like that from other people. And they took him aside and said, Hey, you need to retool this. You need to do a few things with it. And he came back and he blew past his goal and he's doing very well. I think Rand, uh, same thing. Or, I mean, Oh yeah, Brand is a, another great example. Brand had ninety four dollars the last time they tried to launch that that on book Kickstarter, I think. on Kickstarter. Yeah. Ninety four dollars, and now they're 
they're closing in on what's that 46,000. Yep. Huh. That's incredible. <clears throat> yeah, based on this, they they've made <laughs> $46,200 more than they made on their Kickstarter. And the worst part about the Kickstarter was they had made so little money that they couldn't even cash out the $100 minimum for the the campaign that they had. So they had to give every single dime back. They couldn't do anything mm. with it. So it a lot of this is is preparation, looking at other campaigns, learning from other people and then uh, I'm hoping at some point with with IndieCron that I can build up something where people can see what's coming. Uh, some of these books all kind of hit at the same time, and they are all kind of falling at the same time because a bunch of bigger named campaigns hit. And it's going to be hard to really plan it around that, but uh, you know the market's becoming a little more saturated, mm-hmm. and better books are coming out. And if you don't have a oh. great way to capture people immediately, you're not going to get that uh, that dollar. Well, they did get some good news uh, the other day on EVS's morning show. He said he's planning on spacing his out probably only two books a year, somewhere in that vicinity. Um, and just because it's a lot more work than he thought to draw this, draw that much. And it, it's, it's a smart thing to do. He, that's what he should have been planning to do anyway. Yeah, um, that way you can get some of the other big guys. I like can get Mitch, who's, who's going to be, you know, probably, you know, this is a big guy, big guy in the community. And obviously DNC can hit in between him and then you can have nice little windows where you have big books drop and really in all honesty the newer guys should drop at the same time but they should go longer um that way because when when that happens there's all kinds of interest there's all kind that's where all the eyes are so when you know when zach drops a book that's where the eyes are when uh evs is going to drop a book that's where the eyes are um that's why i suggested the ash cans yeah, right. exactly. Right. You want it that the eyes are here now because the big guys are moving. Get in front of them. Now is the time to get in front of them, get moving. I think that's one of the things that really helped Mitch was, you know, that's when the first original push was going and it, it helped them blow up. Um, I mean, obviously, he's, he's also Mitch Breitweiser, but it didn't hurt the fact that he had EVS going and he also had uh, DNC clo- basically on the tail end of his. Yeah. So, I think that's and really I, something that they should do. And I think some of these smaller guys should try, if they can, to do longer campaigns. Don't just do yeah. a month. A month is great for the big guys because it adds that sense of urgency. And it's, you know, hey, this is Ethan Ask Gavin of the month. But for the little guys, they don't know who you are. I, you got to win them over. Give yourself yeah, time to win true. them over. That's true. And, he, and here's a good example. I have the page set right here for a reason. Um, you take a look at here, T-Bird and Throttle. Now, if you guys haven't checked that out, it's a great-looking project. I mean, it really looks good. It's classic superhero, man. And it's good storytelling as well, it looks like. And it's sitting on 6000 and it needs 15000 And it's it's getting close to its time. It, I don't think it's going to make it. I backed this one, actually. Um, and I really want to see it go. But it's it's not going, even though 6000 is nothing to sneeze at. So maybe this comes into Pixel's point of uh, aiming too high. But then we come down to here, we see Gary Shipman. Now, Gary Shipman lost launched yesterday and he's already almost almost at four thousand dollars so denali why don't you explain to him why gary has jumped up this quick so fast and the other ones aren't well first he built the brand he built gary shipman he built the channel Mm -hmm. he built the community um sounds kind of familiar with one of the other big names like evs he built his name he built the channel he built the community and then you had the community excited for the project and started announcing, hey, we got to do that. Uh, we got to push it over. And, you know, the 
when we, he did the pre-launch and launched it prematurely, we I said on his channel, 2018 will make it tonight, and we did. Yep. We made it in less than, uh, what, eight hours, seven hours? Five, hour, five hours. Five hours, yeah. We'll talk about how he came up with the Indiegogo. Absolutely. That was uh, different. Yeah, go ahead, DeWolf. Why, why don't you interject in there, man? Oh, well, certainly. Well, I watched it. I, I So I wasn't there in with the genius minds, in with the <laughs> think tank that was happening. Uh, actually, you know, on on YouTube. And um, so what ha what actually happened was um, they had Chester Busby, uh, the guy that we know and love, uh, Denali, the guy that we know and listen to, and various others. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, my voice. You gotta listen to me. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, Pope, uh, uh, right? I think Pope was there. And uh, we had we had Nick P on as well. Bethany. Okay. Bethany. Yes. And, okay. and Rick. And so, so Gary was sitting there, you know, clicking right there on the screen, saying, "Well, what do I do? I've never done this before. And what do you guys want?" And so, all these guys were able to tell. Uh, Gary, you know what they look for. You know, I look for this price point. I want this price point. I can afford this. And if you and if you're going to do this, then go ahead. So he built an Indiegogo page from the fans up. And you want to talk about getting a fan base started? Right there is everything that you that one person needs to know in order to go to your web page and click because it was designed by the fans for the fans. Which I don't know. Maybe a fan speak channel would be cool. To listen to for ideas mm, and maybe and so <laughs> maybe we know what we're talking about what we want to see and click on so yeah it, it, it came out and i was watching ebs not too long ago within the recent couple of days someone had mentioned that, that gary's had started that it was already funded he went over he clicked on it and something stood out to me he said oh and it's a good looking indiegogo page yes that was cool I thought, aha, look at that. That's cool. And, and, and he's done that before, you know, he's, he's, he's gone to other ones and he's talked about, you know, what stands out, what, how does, how does the thing look, you know, he, so he's trying to do the same thing that we're doing. And he is, yeah. Ethan is very helpful. He's great. And since I, since I do got the mic for the, for a moment, let me say this, you guys are saying something over and over again, talking about building a fan base, talking about it beforehand, building up, certain concepts and there's a word that comes to mind on this and that's what they keep using over and over again and that's campaign yep. it's like a politician politicians start what a year and six months in advance and they start building up the concept name recognition is what they i've i happen to have possibly run before and they talk about name recognition right so they and that's what they do. They build that name recognition first. Even if you don't win a a campaign run the first time around, sometimes you go, oh, the other guy, the other guy won the election. Guess what? People have heard about you. So that's another thing here about about having to drop. You know, if you if you go out there, and I know that some of them haven't funded you know, chromosome ninety six. We know yeah. about it now. Yeah. So even though you've lost the election, you got name recognition. Mm -hmm restart the campaign start it from the ground up get that get it get it moving get those yard signs in place get the billboards up get people talking about this candidate of course your candidate is say a candidate to spend money as your vote on your project and boom 
you're gonna you're gonna automatically start with a, a funded funded base. That's true. That's yep. true. Yeah. Yep. Good advice. Good, good advice. advice. Good advice. Well, uh, well uh, now, Terrence, you were sitting here and you're listening to us talking about marketing, trying to uh, help these uh, uh, smaller Indiegogos be more successful. Uh, you have any opinions or ideas for them? No, nope. he's still muted. Well, um, not everybody can spend money on these books, but you know, if you do want the books, you can just always go to the fundraiser and stuff. So, no, we do we do want people to get these books. Yeah, that's true. Uh, um, and we will get to that in a moment, uh, Pope, about that. But we just want to finish this topic here. Uh, all right. So uh, I think we've all had a comment on this, except for Booster. Booster, give the smaller Indiegogos your wizened advice. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was helpful. Um, that's what their pages looks like that they need to fix up. Ah. Okay, so Wooster uh, has no the, uh, comment. No, the common trend I can see with the uh, ones that are very successful, they all manage to get on Ethan's show. That's uh, kind of the uh, connecting thread with that one. True, but can we? Uh, does this community have to rely on Ethan? I mean, it's it's cool how helpful he is, but that's putting yeah. a lot of burden on Ethan, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I do hope we can get past the point uh, where everyone's kind of like uh, expecting Ethan to carry them or trying to get Ethan's attention, right? Um, yeah, no, and, and Gary that's what we're trying to do. from uh, kind of building his uh, fandom to the uh, from the ground up, like you guys mentioned earlier. Yeah, and I guess that's what we can really kind of try to do is push, push hard, man. Before you uh, try put up an Indiegogo, you know, get your established fandom first, and then put up an Indiegogo. That's all I can say. Yep. Well, just looking at the one that's on the that you have pulled up right now, that was the one I was talking about last week. Oh, the and Washington one. This is another problem: is these people don't know what they have. Um, that's a brilliant idea. It's a great idea. Just like Critias, he didn't know how how big of an idea he had until people like Doug Tenable, who has connections outside of the comic industry, started telling him, "Yeah, that's a really good idea." Um, you don't really know what you have until you get it in front of people. And you also don't know what you have sometimes, even outside of just basic selling a comic book like that George Washington one. That George Washington one, like I was saying, that could be – there's so much money there. and They're just not yeah. making it. It's really – it bugs me. It's true. <laughs> I, I haven't seen them show up on any any channel at all. Yeah. I've rarely seen any marketing come out of them. And yeah. I don't know if that's – if they've not been trying or they just haven't made the quite in the well, right inroads. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, well, let's, uh, you know, let's uh, go to the chat because there's a comment here that actually responds exactly what we're saying uh, from Dr. Wright. Right now, EVS is the engine for this community. People can change that, but it will take work, a lot more work than most of these campaigns are putting in. Now, mm -hmm. I don't want to call anybody out, but if you're going to come on Indiegogo and you're going to ask people for their money, uh, you better get on it. I mean, you have, you know, 30 days or more to get on it and, and you know, uh, sleep should be an option. Uh, you should be pushing. You should be getting on every channel you can. You should be putting out advertisements. You should have a great uh, uh, Indiegogo page set up. You should coordinate with bigger people. You should build up your, your presence beforehand. This is what everybody here is saying. Uh, and Dr. Wright is 100% correct. Uh, we don't want to call anyone out or be mean or anything like that but the simple fact of the matter is if you're going to do an indiegogo and you're going to come in here and be part of this community b 
be part of this community. I mean, work hard. Yeah, don't ride the coattails of yeah. others. I mean, yeah, it's just on, the way it is. On General Washington, the writer is Eric Sines, and I'm just clicking on the on the Indiegogo. Um, under under his information, it has an email with no LinkedIn, which is not a problem, but also no Facebook, which is how we would c help you know communicate with them. Yeah. So right. Yep. No, absolutely. Uh, we're going to uh, move on and let Pope talk about her charity here real quick. But before we do that, uh, Terrence, you have any comments you want to make on this at all, man? Okay. Uh, maybe you might be having some mic trouble again. That's no problem. Uh, any other comments before we move on? Yeah, I actually did. Um, another thing that like, I, like what helped Critias out, Critias was almost done with his campaign. Really? He was over 60% of it was done before he really started to take off. Um, and he kept bugging me. <laughs> he kept talking to me. He kept saying, hey, will you help me? And I don't mean bugging me in a bad way. I'm just kidding. But he kept asking me if I could help him out, help him get in front of people and this and that and this and that. Don't be afraid if, you, if you're in these chats, if anybody's listening that's got one of these campaigns or ever hears this, don't be afraid to message us. We might be able yep. to get you in places. We might be able to get you at least connected to the people you need to be talking to to get you in front of more people. We're here to help you. We want to. We want this to succeed. We're all in this together. Do not be afraid to talk to people in the community for help. Well, I uh, I have ten subscribers. Is that enough for me to launch my Indiegogo yet? <laughs> no, it's not, Booster. It's not. <laughs> all right. But well, no, no, uh, then I'll uh, then I'll announce uh, Grab Cash maybe. Grab cash, yeah. There you go. That's not trying to ride on any coattails at all. Uh, yeah, no, it's not there. That's a very good point, man. And you know, and it's 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 incredibly true. I mean, just think about today. We had RT Bear on our show. What a great moment that was. And how do we get that? Pixel Trader. He's a fan. Right. He's in the community. He's building stuff. He's part of it. We're all build, doing stuff. Uh, you know, take advantage of us. That's why we're here. We're we're also telling the pros on this channel. Take uh, you know, take advantage and use us. We're here to help you. Uh, we're a community. If we can help in any way, please let us do that. That is what Fanspeak is about, right? Right. Yeah. We want we want the community to succeed because we love the comics. We love the stories, and anything that can drive our passions and unite yeah. us as a community, we want to succeed. We want to talk about these stories. We want to get excited about, you know looking forward to things that's something that we've been missing lately looking forward to you know whether it's movies or comics or whatever we don't have so much we have limited this is a way to build that excitement that we felt like youth like kids some of our are still kids some are still teenagers some are still um young adults but you still have the same feeling of excitement and that's what's great about this community yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. And it's a cool little comment from Dr. Wright down here. He says he loves Artie Bear. His daughter is doing a cover for me. <laughs> there nice. you go. There's, there's another creator right there in front of you. So, uh, and take our advice, please, Mr. Mr. Wright. So I've got, right. one more, we've got one more thing real quick, too, I was just yeah. thinking of. Um, I, I know a lot of these campaigns have come out, and they've. I, it almost seems like they're setting arbitrary numbers. Because they say, oh, these guys mm -hmm. set it for 10K. These guys set it for 15K. I'm going to match that. Uh, for and for the creators that uh, don't have their books finished, you're probably not going to see that number. I, unfortunately, I know a lot of these guys are trying to you know build their first book and be able to pay for everybody out of the you know out of that money and everything. 
I don't think a lot of people are going to want to pay for a book to be created by a first timer. It, unless they have a really, really good story, unless they've got a fantastic pitch and a really good polish to the pieces that they're showing. A lot of times people are going to back a project that just needs to get published, especially if you're a first timer, because you don't have an established background. They don't know if you're going to actually be able to fulfill or give a quality product. And so having those pages finished, having the book ready to go is probably the best way to get yourself backed. Absolutely. Yep. Because a lot of people in Tug is like one of them. They back Kickstarters that from. Okay. We lost Danelli's mic. Well, that's all right. <clears throat> the general idea is known everyone. Uh, uh, please, you know, listen to what we're saying. And, 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 and we also want the community to give us some of your ideas. Maybe you guys have a great idea. Come on to fan speak. Uh, the link is down below. Join us on Fanspeak on Facebook. Tell us what you're doing. Be part of the art contest. Uh, you know, be be part of what we're trying to do. But uh, we're getting here toward the end of the show, so we need to take some time, and uh, we're going to turn this over to our our very own amazing Pope Fire, and she is going to talk about this very cool idea she's got going on, the Comics Titans Fundraiser. Go ahead, Pope. <clears throat> okay, so basically... I mean, I already kind of announced the big thing I was going to talk about, but yeah, we got another uh, raffle prize. My local comic shop actually uh, donated it for me. Oh, well, kind of. They, I still paid a little bit on it, but they pretty much gave it to me for a really low price. Um, it's the Killer Frost statue. I have it on my Twitter. Um, yes, that is cool. Yeah, we got a few forms filled out and sent to us today, so we're probably going to be doing that pretty soon. But we've uh, raised, I think, $230 in just this week alone. Um, I'm super, ex I'm super excited though, because we're we're getting more people are getting aware of it, and uh, that means more people are going to sign up for the program. Well, tell the people what the program is. Well, I mean, it's um, it's the Comics Times. Uh, a fundraiser and what we do is we're raising money to uh, set up sort of a program to help people that can't afford uh, some of these comics at the moment <laughs> so um yeah pretty much what we what we what we're trying to do is and um we, we just want to help both the consumer and the uh, creators uh right now we're sticking to digital books except for one physical one which we will do uh, we're only going to do the bull and the physical version but, um, you know, if you do, if you are going through hard times and, you know, we all go through hard times, uh, definitely check out our program and we will help you the best we can. So. Okay. Well, tell them how you're doing that. You're raising money. Uh, but, uh, what is the, how are we going to use this money? What's, uh, what's your, uh, what's your plan with it? Uh, as far as, uh, people are donating, donating money, but they're going to possibly get something for it. Right. Yes, uh, on this channel, on October 31st, we are going to do a, a huge raffle, and we've gotten a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I would show it off, but it was kind of taking up too much space on my desk, so I've had to box all of it up. But, you know, we've gotten stuff from really rare comics to uh, statues, uh, a, a giant D&D &D book. It's just, it's really exciting, and, you know, if you guys do want to see some of the raffle prizes, they're all on my Facebook, or all on the Facebook group. Uh, definitely check that out. Uh, tickets are one for three or two for five. And, uh, you know, as as uh, soon as you um, buy them, it'll take us a few days to sort of go through the emails and we'll send you uh, an email with your raffle ticket numbers on it. 
And now yeah, all emails I do send personal messages on. So it does take me a while because I send each email uh, with its own personal message on it. So if you haven't yeah, got your email yet, I apologize. It just takes me a while. I'm a little busy. No, that's okay. And uh, we've got a, uh, a lot of people involved helping this. Uh, I'm certainly uh, excited about it and promoting it. And we have other people involved. And of course, uh, Eric Ninotowski, uh, Mike, uh, Mike S. Miller's protege, is actually handling all the money, right? Yes, he's uh, he's doing a lot of the work for me, actually, because he owns the PayPal account. And he sends me um, screen caps and he tells me and emails of, uh, you know, the what's going on with the PayPal account. So I, so I know that he's trustworthy. And um, he was actually recommended by, by um, NerdWonder, by Edwin, by a whole bunch of different people to to do this for me. And he's been really a blessing, a blessing uh, to me and the uh, the community. Yeah, well, excellent. Thank you very much, Bofire. It's a it's a great idea to help people in the community. It's also, I think, a fun community event having a raffle uh, with some really cool prizes. And I think we're going to see more and more prizes come in during the month. And yes, we are going to be doing that here on this channel on October 31st. Uh, we will probably have to do a, a special thing on that, but that'll be fine. And uh, it will be, uh, I think it's a lot of fun. And we'll see uh, more and more people get involved and we'll see that number grow. Uh, so thank you very much, Pope Fire. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what a show it has been. Uh, we had uh, great guests on, and we had some good topics and some interesting news. Comic-Con over in New York is going on, of course. Mike S. Miller has been doing uh, some little live streams and getting lost in New York, which is great. Uh, and uh, But uh, we're really happy about how this channel is growing, and uh, we're, we're excited to do this every week, and we hope you guys are too. So keep in mind, please like, uh, hit that like button, subscribe, hit the notification so you'll get notification for it. Don't forget to go down below and join the Facebook group, uh, group Fanspeak. And, you know, give us your comic book reviews. Give us your opinion on the news that's going on. And give us your art. Remember, we are doing, for this month, we are doing an art contest. And the winner of that contest is going to have their logo for Fanspeak being a full-page spread in an alternate comic. And that is cool. So please uh, keep that in mind and uh, put start getting your submissions in. We want to see some nice stuff. Um, also keep in mind that uh, on Tuesdays every week at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, we have Bugbear's Basement. It's a little bit different than this. Uh, we just sit and have fun talking about nerd culture and stuff. And that's a lot of fun. And uh, if any of you want to be on Bugbear's Basement or Fanspeak, just go to the uh, uh, Facebook channel and let us know. Tell us. Put me on, and we'll do our best to get you on. Every week, we want to have new fans. Uh, also, keep in mind that uh, Fan Speak Here is every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, but next week is a little different. Uh, next week, we're actually going to be coming on Saturday, um, the 13th, uh, because I have some obligations with the Japanese government here I have to go take care of, so I won't be able to do that. So we're going to be a day later. But normally, it's every Friday. Um, so does anybody have any closing comments before we uh, end up for tonight? Yes. Mitch Breitweiser, thank you for your streams today as you start uh, sketching out uh, Red Rooster. Looks awesome. Excellent. Anybody else? Yep. Go ahead, P Pixel. Oh, go, okay, so I was just going to also remind people, if anybody in the audience is an artist and would like to participate in uh, the Drawn and Quartered Fan Edition, Chester's going to be hosting it on Wednesday at 7 p.m. 
uh, Pacific time. And uh, we currently need artists for the show. So you can actually reach out to us at uh, on Twitter at DNQFE, uh, Drawn and Quartered Fan Edition, or you can just hit us up individually if you have our contact information somewhere. We're looking for uh, people to be able to come in and participate. Yes, and we are. Knows? That's true. Yeah, and who knows? You, if you're the champion, you may actually be on Drawn and Quarter Pro Edition. It has happened. Yes, it <laughs> has. John Dillon. Oh, I would love to get on that. <laughs> well, your art is improving. I do have to say, you're uh, you still going to work on that arm length, the arm length I, booster. I will, I will, and uh, next time I might even uh, put in some uh, blue inks and everything. You know, go the whole whole mile, mate. Yeah, there you go. Uh, don't encourage him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Mr. Thundaro, you got some closing comments for the people? Um, the only thing I really have to say at the moment is, if anybody ever has any trouble. In any of the chats that I have any power in, just let me know. Never be afraid to ask me. Never be afraid to message me on Twitter. I have no problem talking to you. I don't usually yell at people unless they give me a very good reason. Um, so yeah, just just never be afraid to reach out to me or probably any of the mods here, I think, would agree with that statement. Yeah. We don't want anybody to be harassed. We don't want anybody to be hurt in any way. It's not what we're here to do. We're here to... I'm here to try and save comic books. I think that's what pretty much everybody else is here to do, too. Um, Hallelujah, brother. So one way to do that is to make sure we keep harmony. And that's that's my job. I'm to make sure things stay harmonious. Yes. But you are called Thunderer, and you do wield a blue blue wrench. You are terrifying. I will strike down the furious thunder on anybody who gets in my way. Yes. This is true. True. (laughs) All right. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, so, uh, DeWolf, you got some closing comments, man? Oh, that that for Mitch Breitweiser was it. Um, oh, otherwise, was it. all right. Yeah, go ahead and comics on, everyone. All right, excellent. And let me just check one last time. Terrence, you got that mic working yet, man? Okay, all right. Okay, so, so, I, just, so I have one closing comment before we aloha for tonight. Um, everybody is accountable for their own actions. Um, you have that control whether to shape the world for negative or positive. Um, so you have that power. What you want, you envision it. And if you envision positivity and uh, community and, and uh, fun, that will be your world. So be the better person, make a positive difference in the world, and be uh, happy. Oh, it's lovely. It's I'm going to call you the Denali Lama. The Denali Lama. Ooh, I like the ring on that. That is pretty good. That's sticking for sure. That is sticking. The Denali Lama. Write that down. All right. Uh, Pope Fire, go ahead and give you your last words. Uh, I mean, my last words are the same as always. Starfire is the best and the Raven cult needs to go away. Wonderful. That was very positive. Thank you for helping the uh, Denali Lama with his uh, his peaceful thinking. Uh, but anyway, all right, guys. Uh, we got to close this up. Uh, thank you all very much again. Uh, check check out all that stuff we told you about. Uh, de- definitely come back to our shows. And uh, thank you all very much. Goodbye.